I pledge myself to the pod, loyal I'll always be, a P to start, a D at the end, and an O sitting in between. Welcome back to this holiday episode of An Omnia Paradis, unless you are Gretchen Wieners who did not receive a candy gram this year. And none for Gretchen Wieners. Bye! Happy holiday episode, everyone. As Jay said in an outtake, which you guys will never hear, so I'm just going to have to repeat and sound really awkward. Welcome, all you ho-ho-hos. I thought that's what you were going with again. I was ready for it this time. Well, no, it's kind of like when you tell a joke and then you have to explain the joke. There's no more joke. I still laugh. Like, are you internally laughing is what you're trying to express? Well, no, I laughed the, fir- I laughed the first time, even though you had to explain it. No, but you laughed before I explained it. So in this situation, you just said, I'm going to say it again. And then you didn't laugh at yourself saying it because no one's going to get it. Oh, we're, we are getting very, very into the woods with, did, if a tree falls in the forest, does it make a sound? The correct answer is no. The no. correct answer is yes. Did you ever take psych? There's like an actual answer for this. And I think it's wrong. I did take psych. I don't remember covering this. I I believe you, but I just don't think it logically makes sense to me. I mean, I don't remember. I know that there's a definite answer because it has to do with like what defines sound. Like there are like four, like three to five things. I don't know. Come when you'll be, no, after, this will be after you hear this. Angela's fact checks will be all up for these episodes. So you'll see the correct answer. I think that metaphorically there can be a way that you define sound but literally i also think there's a way that you can define sound and literally yes if a tree falls in the forest it will literally make a sound regardless of whether you were there or not see my flat earth example again which i will post in the show notes because you're a flat earther no i'm no this was in my defense of all the people who were ahead of their time and were like hey the earth is round so this might be the last episode of this podcast ever (laughs) now that i've discovered that angela has questionable beliefs in science I thought I just had to check my dating app profiles. I didn't realize I had to like recheck everyone in my life, do like an annual check in like, hey, science, where do we stand this year on this? There is actually a term for that when it comes to dating. I think it's called Darwining. It's the act of separating ways with someone who you are dating because they do not believe in science. It's new as of 2021. I feel like that's just called having common sense. It definitely is, but apparently it's been happening so often recently that people have felt the need to create a term for it. Darwining will be the new ghosting. If you're Darwining, you deserve to get ghosted. True dat. Speaking of, get your boosters. Get your flu shot. Several of my friends in this season are sick with various things from breakthrough cases of COVID to just getting sick. Don't ruin my 2022, everyone. Thank you. I know they have been saying that there is a surge of people getting their first and second shots because they're afraid of Omicron. Because if the last two variants didn't scare you. But now that we're in the Greek alphabet. Exactly. Oh no, Delta. Well, Delta and now Omicron. Mm-hmm. All the Greek jokes. Lambda really kind of fizzled out. We never heard about Lambda again. Kind of like the frats with the name in it as well. So we did this last year, pre-concussion. So I think this will be more fun this year. <laughs> Santa's nine reindeer. We're going to do this every year until we can get all of them. Also, fun fact, thank God for TikTok about Santa's nine reindeer. I'm pretty sure the fact goes that male reindeer lose their antlers come spring, which means if Santa's reindeers are all female. Oh no, I thought it was they lost their antlers in winter. Maybe that's it. The point is, these reindeer are all female because they have antlers in every depiction of Santa's sleigh getting pulled. 
Yep. Just mm. underrepresented women out there. Okay, nine, Angela. Go. Rudolph, Donner, Blitzen, Cupid, Neptune? <laughs> no. <laughs> Dasher, Dancer, Donner, Blitzen, something, something, Cupid. You're switching in and out. So. I, kn- I know. Okay. Oh, this is really bad. Okay. I, ha- I have the nine pulled up. Okay. Go. Dasher, Dancer, Donner, Vixen, something, something, Cupid, Blitzen, Rudolph, I'm missing one. It's probably the same one I missed last year. Okay. So according to this list. Prancer. I think you got it. Okay. Dasher, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, Rudolph, Dancer. I don't think I said Comet. I think I subbed out Comet for Neptune because I thought it was a planet. And I was between Neptune and Venus. 12 reindeer? There are not 12 in the song, sir. Oh, okay. The South Park ones. We ignore those. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, but South Park holiday episodes? Truly amazing. Never seen one. We might have to fix that. The closest I've seen to South Park is the Book of Mormon twice. We'll have to do a fair trade. When I see Book of Mormon, you can watch a couple South Park episodes. That's the one with Mila Kunis, right? Oh no, that's Family Guy. She might have made a South Park appearance though. I feel like everyone's been on South Park at this point. Jay, how's your Podmas going? I mean, as we've been posting every day on the Instagram stories, it, it's going. Angel was so graciously got me my advent calendar because apparently the Trader Joe's ones that we normally get that have chocolate were like really weird and they only had like animal themed ones. Oh. Or not animal themed, like calendars for animals. Also PSA, if you got the Irish something advent calendar for your dog from Costco, apparently they're getting recalled. Oh no. Oh, that's so sad. No, I I actually looked for your Trader Joe's chocolate one, but they only had the beauty advent calendars at my Trader Joe's. Chocolate. Just fill it with chocolate and give me a little piece of shitty milk chocolate. Like, I don't know why that's so much to ask. (laughs) Did you see the big hubbub over the Chanel advent calendar? No. So Chanel came up with an advent calendar that was about $900 and it had like an empty dust bag, a mini lipstick, some stickers, some things that weren't even like gift with purchase probably approved. But here's the one thing I have to say. Everyone on TikTok and the internet was like exploding over this advent calendar. One, you had to be reached out to buy your essay before they let them public so they knew the price and two the items were listed on the website so if you were getting it you knew what you were getting and you knew you were getting it more for the aesthetic of having the chanel number five advent calendar than the crap inside Mm -hmm. so those then go be i spent nine hundred dollars it's like oh well you knew what was inside it you easily could have seen what was inside it i agree about that because i think it's the same with beauty boxes especially the ones that only do the travel size samples they generally will email you the list of what you're going to get and then you have the option to like opt in or out yeah i I agree with that i like the jam ones you got this year they're very pretty they are i'm behind opening clearly because i'm actually trying to use them Mm -hmm. i'm behind as well i think i stopped opening at day nine but that's because i opened all of them so they're all halfway used so i'm telling myself i have to finish them they are in the refrigerator though they're not gonna spoil you and laura are both opening like the entire calendar she's like oh i opened mine in november it's like why do you get an advent calendar if you open it before the season well no, i didn't open it before the season i opened the jars so like i've sampled all of the jams up through day nine. Oh, i thought you meant you opened it all up to day 25 i was like well what's the point oh no okay i almost did that just because i was super excited but then I saw at the top of the box that they're all listed there. So I know what I'm going to get. So I feel a little bit better about that now. I do have to admit though, for the office advent calendar, I have been cheating just because I know people who also have it and their little pop figures 
seemed way cuter than mine. So I was like, am I going to get these or do I have the dud calendar? I am going to get them. I just apparently have to wait for the week before Christmas. And yes, again, disclaimer, just like we had on the Instagram, the office advent calendar is purely mine. It is in no way associated with Jay. Yeah, and for those of you who are like me, she doesn't mean office like a work calendar. She means like the TV show. Dwight, Jim, Pam, Prison Mike, all that jazz. Angela's favorite show on the entire planet. So if anyone knows or needs to get Angela a Christmas gift or a birthday gift, as both will be coming up eminently, anything from the office, from merch to figures to <laughs> memes, that's all she wants this year is things from the office. Yes, please add to my fish collection, frog collection. Frog Girl welcomes Fish Girl to the club. In case you've forgotten, we were inspired by Gilmore Girls, so if you don't get that, just watch Gilmore Girls. And The Office, apparently. <laughs> Angela's favorite show. No, the reason I ask is because I feel like I had so much like behind the scenes for like some of my Podmas. Like making hot chocolate bombs was no joke. They stole a little bit of my soul. And I mean, granted that's being super dramatic, but I seriously feel like there's a piece of me that I'm never going to get back. This is why you should have done it on Instagram Live so we could have all participated in this experience. Oh my God, I should have. Especially just because I didn't get to film as much of it as I wanted to because I was constantly running back and forth between like the melting chocolate putting it in the mold, getting it to the refrigerator just long enough to set, and then bringing it back out for the second coat, putting it back in, letting it fully dry, heating up the edges, stuffing it, fusing it together, rolling it through all the sprinkles. Instagram makes it look so easy. And I mean, granted, I probably make it look a lot harder than it is, but it was rough. See, I'm conflicted because I too made hot chocolate bombs. I did like a tester pancake round. And there were some definite things that after hearing Angela's horror stories that I went, I'm like, okay, maybe this isn't as easy as they make it look on Instagram. But also, I don't know if this is a thing of like, you normally don't work with chocolate because chocolate is like different than baking. Chocolate's different than candy making. Chocolate mm -hmm. like is different. So it's like a not anticipatory of how chocolate works. Mm -hmm. Or like your molds were too big or like, because there are a lot of things because we just recently found out the ones that we used, I, I'll show you after. We have the ones that they use on Instagram, but my mom got smaller ones because people are, this doesn't fit in a mug and they're too sweet. So we have like right. those size down too. And that's the one I made. And those were much better. We did get the big ones, so I might make a few like for funsies, like for like a reel or something, but mm -hmm. like, I'm not gonna like give those out because too rich. We can stitch your reel to my reel. That would be called remixing on Instagram or duetting on TikTok. Was stitch a correct term? I said stitch. But is it a correct term? For TikTok. Or, well, you can also stitch on TikTok, yes. Duetting is where you're, no, you want to duet it because on TikTok, you, if you stitch it, it like shows part of one and part of the other and duet is side by side. Oh, okay. Do I get halfway points for that? Not since you used the term real. If you had been talking about TikToks, then yes. Okay. I tried. Have you watched any good Christmas movies this year? The Princess Witch 3, obviously, and spoiler alert, if you see the canceled scene, the deleted scene, it's where Margaret and Stacy both announce they're freaking pregnant with twins and they cut it out and then they put it on YouTube, which I'm sure is a marketing thing to see how much buzz that gets, the fact that they cut it out to whether or not when they'll do a fourth. Mm -hmm. But like, freaking finally. Right? And I think only Stacy and Edward should have gotten the twins because I feel like Stacy and Edward were vastly like cut out of the second two movies. And like, Kevin has great abs, but like not the most character driven person. Seriously. And he got a major arc in the second movie. Mm -hmm. So it's like back to Edward and Stacy. Just in terms of that, I feel like they've progressively made Edward more and more 
are awkward. Yep. It's like, I felt as if the first movie was supposed to be like, awkward guy, didn't really know where he stood, kind of going through the motions, one day gonna be king. And then like when he met Stacy, it was kind of opening him up to a new life. And instead he's, oh wait, he's me. He's the boomer that his cool wife drags around. That would require the person you're dating to also not be a boomer. <laughs> like you're the state, like you picked out a relationship where you get to be the Stacy, even though you're a boomer. I don't know, that makes me feel good. And then I'm also kind of evaluating how I personally view myself. Well, in this segment of boomers, they're just like us. What have you recently <laughs> taught your boyfriend? Um, I don't even know if there's been anything recently. I finally got him to watch WandaVision. That's so early 2021. I know. Oh, I taught him how to make the cinnamon rolls in the tube that everyone in my life seems to hate. Hit, break. Like. Yeah, he was so confused. He was like, do I have to like pry this end off? And I'm like, no, you don't do that. It's going to explode no, at you. You need you to pull the tab and you unroll it. I think one time ever, because mm -hmm. it's like a sleepover thing that like my friends and I would do. One time ever have we not had to pop off an end. Like it's never really? twisted well for me. I feel like every time I twist, like barely pull the tab and it's exploding. Nope. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we did that recently, which I mean, granted is so 90s anyway. Like, I feel like that really doesn't get me any kind of points. I mean, it wouldn't, but he's not fully a 90s kid. <laughs> he, or he was a 90s kid. He was a 90s kid. Rather than a 2000s kid. Mm -hmm. Does he listen yeah. to our podcast? He does not listen to our podcast. Great. So we can tell them about the fun thing I get to go do in January. <laughs> oh my God, go for it. So there is something that Angela brought up to me that I really wanted to do for a different, same event, but different exact thing. But it, we ended up getting, we weren't able to get tickets. So I was like, oh, I'll go to this one. And then she's like, oh, like I was gonna give it as a Christmas gift. But then some boundaries were placed on said Christmas gift that this does not fall within range of. So I got told last night at the Nutcracker, I get to attend. You do, and it's gonna be really fun. Like, honestly, I think you might, you might even like it a little better. I didn't know it was a Spielberg movie. I didn't mm -hmm. frankly understand the, yeah, sorry for all you film buffs and people, I'm not, I like movies. I appreciate movies. I appreciate art. I appreciate acting. But like when it comes to directors and all that stuff, I was like Spielberg. I ever, I always hear him like, what's the such great things about his film? Like people will go just because his name's attached. And it's like, so I went through the Spielberg movies I watched and I saw more than I thought I did. Like oh, the only good. one I knew was E.T. Phone Home for a while. But then I'm like, oh, I have seen Jurassic Park. I've heard of Jaws. Wait, wait, you haven't seen Jaws? Never. We can totally fix that right now because I don't know why, but apparently they are now marketing Jaws as a Christmas movie, even though it takes place in the summer. All of them take place in the summer. Do you know what was on a list of Christmas movies? What? Iron Man 3. Well, yeah, because it takes place at Christmas time. I know, but I asked you, is it a Christmas movie? And you laughed at me. And I can tell you now, someone else on the internet had the time and decided to write an article and put it in print that Iron Man 3 is a Christmas movie. Okay, yes, but I think that I was more referencing in terms of what I think a Christmas movie is because to me, it can't just take, like here's the thing, it can't just have a Christmas scene. They need to do some sort of Christmas activity. Then talk about It's a Wonderful Life because that is not, by your definition, that is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, I don't think it's a Christmas movie. It's a based on Christmas movie because it follows, oh, I almost said a Christmas story the same storyline of uh, A Christmas Carol. Well, he's not like visited by the ghost of like Christmas, like past 
past or future or whatever, but it kind of like takes him through his life as like what it would have been if things had changed. So it's kind of like early Home Alone-ish. Season two, Logic by Angela. Trees <laughs> do make sounds and they fall in the forest. The earth is still flat. Science is questionable and Christmas movies are subjective whether they have Christmas in them or not. Angela's creating her own multiverse of logic here and it's unraveling right before our very eyes, everyone. Oh my goodness. I feel like I've been halfway misquoted in that, but we will get to that in season two. But yeah, we can correct Jaws right now. They're having marathons every other weekend and calling it Santa Jaws. No. Right? But I love Jaws, so I'm totally for it. They also had a Twilight marathon and they were like, ooh, Twilight, Christmas, because it's foggy and there are hot vampires. Don't think about it too much. They don't even run through a holiday in any of those movies. Right? Oh, wait, they do Christmas in Breaking Dawn Part 2. Oh, yeah. The best Twilight movie. It's, oh my god, so amazing. But that scene is super brief. But yeah, post my booster, I had a Santa Claus marathon. So I watched one, two, three. And then the next day I did Twilight. And then the day after that, I did the Jaws one. I don't know. I don't have one. But would you like to share your Spotify wrapped with the listeners? Would you like to elaborate on that fact? There's a little bit of bitterness. So apparently Spotify didn't think that my data was worth tracking. It wasn't good enough to record because I listened to less than 30 songs with five unique artists this year, allegedly according to Google. Although I'm pretty sure I did. I mean, I can't I can't say that because I wasn't keeping track because I thought Spotify was going to. But yeah, I didn't end up with a wrapped this year. That's what Google told me. That's why allegedly and apparently my podcast count didn't contribute to that either. I got to watch everyone else's and they seemed really fun. And I got to partake in the memes, which I guess is the best part anyway. I don't know, what was your aura? Wistful and something? I don't know, let me find the group chat. Amanda and her sugar, nope, Angela and her sugar babies. Too many group chats. (laughs) 2022 energy, be your own sugar daddy. Wistful and empowering was my aura. Oh, okay. What was your, your movie soundtrack? Oh, I didn't have that one screenshot. But I will say my top genres were dance pop, Broadway pop, post-teen pop, which I'm curious what quantified into that, boy band, and Braille building pop. Brill? B-R-I-L-L. Interesting. Is Brill like a musical term that I don't know? I don't know either, but that's what Spotify told me I listened to. Huh. Well, we'll have to figure out what Brill Pop is. And my number one podcast, of course armchair expert because they moved exclusively <laughs> to spotify i was not our podcast on apple music which doesn't give us a raft so did apple try to get in on it and make something i don't know maybe you need to subscribe to apple music since clearly spotify lost you as a fan i know and I, I even just re-signed up for premium who knows if i'll use it next year i'm offended spotify But last night we went to the Nutcracker, a quintessential J holiday activity. And I haven't been since third grade, but it was fantastic. I thought it was really good this year. I, did you feel like it was a little bit minimalist? No. Like in in no way a slight. I just felt like it was a little bit more contained than I'd previously seen. Granted, that was a while ago, but between like YouTube clips and things like that, I I really liked it. I loved the way that it was put on. I liked it this year a lot. It's so funny. Like, I know we're getting older, but the the children felt tinier this year, like in the opening scene. I was like, you look like all between five to nine, like under like 11 years old. And normally I feel like you're drawing from like eight to 13. Mm -hmm. And then the adults. And then I think that what I really liked 
this year, which I wasn't sure if it was intentional or not, when the when they go to the castle of the fairy butterfly land, it kind of looked like the Conservatory of Flowers in San Francisco. I thought they were trying, I think it looked like that in the background. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought it's cool that they're doing it and it was more spread out. I think, like, they did more, I guess, like, it didn't feel more minimalist, but I feel like they, like, did parse it out like that when they go through their, like, around the world. Normally, I feel like all of them are on stage at the same time versus mm-hmm. this time, like, they were in and out. Probably that's all to do with COVID. But I think you also could appreciate each section more because mm-hmm. they did it that way. I thought the costumes were beautiful. The sets were fantastic. Like, I always love when they make that first transition from Clara's house into her dream and just like everything like grows and becomes a little bit more sparkly and whimsical and that the way that they did that was amazing still hate the rat king I've always hated the rat scene oh my god his face just seemed ultra creepy this year mm-hmm. so does the nutcracker like the ginger like it was like chucky orange you can do a ginger nutcracker that make him look like chucky seriously though and especially because they just came out with that chucky series so like you've literally seen the chucky face everywhere so it's really <laughs> hard not to associate the two ew yeah. Mm-hmm. No, pass. But yeah, it was really good. I thought the snow scene was one of the better ones I've seen. I like the way they did it. I like, sometimes I feel like they lean more blue. Sometimes I feel like they lean more white in it. And I mm-hmm. like how in this situation they leaned like an icier blue and white. Mm-hmm. It was my favorite, as they say in ballet, as I like to be pretentious with my affected act. The pot of dirt during the, during the snowflake scene was one of the better ones I've seen. I felt like they mm-hmm. had the best chemistry out of all of them, I think. Oh, for sure. I like them better than the prince and princess at the end Mm -hmm. okay i'm really glad that you said that because i also felt like they weren't very connected i was like waiting for them to have their moment but i was like no they're just two people dancing together i was like they do not seem into each other but not that you need to be into each other to like but the snow queen and was like the snow queen and the prince were i oh yeah they were absolutely amazing together Mm -hmm. and you have issues with the prince and clara just because it's like she's a tiny like she's a little girl and then all of a sudden she has this fully grown adult prince showing her around her like wonderland dreamland then all of a sudden they age her up for the prince no they don't age her up like it's a different person yeah they bring out a different person but essentially i feel like that's what you're supposed to get from it like they give her the crown she goes away and then comes back and then there's the princess same crown i always took it as a different person oh i always like she dreamed of a princess I don't know. Well, see, because then you don't see her again. You just see the princess. Until she wakes up from her dream. Yeah. So, like, in in her dream, they're rebuilding her for the prince. I guess. I do think that was, like, my only issue of, like, not to get all, like, politically correct and political as I always love to do but like whenever I was like watching the different culture scenes I'm like it's interesting how like the cultures it's like the people when they were in Spain Mexico like didn't need to be or the Russians mm-hmm. jumping out of the thing like there's a really cool Asian guy who could do all the turns necessary and I think mm-hmm. not to go too much in here I feel like with something like the ballet everyone needs more exposure the pretentious needs to come down blah 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 but like also for certain people in certain roles they need to have certain abilities to perform in in that role and we can all use our as Spongebob would say imagination and just pretend <laughs> it's what it is and the other thing is like think of it when you were like 8 to 10 were your celebrity crushes like 8 to 10 or were they like 
Jesse, okay, I remember Jesse McCartney was one of my first ones, and he was like, he's not that much older than me, but like when I'm 10 and he's like 18, that's like, or 16, that's like a bit of a jump. Okay, that's true. I wasn't a super huge celebrity crush person. Because you just had so many eligible bachelors in your <laughs> age range in your life. Well, no, I think, I think just, I was kind of conscious of the fact that I'm like, oh, you're not my age, you're an adult. Yeah, Jesse McCartney's 34, and I remember I admitted I had a crush on him in sixth grade, which means I would have been 10. You were 10 in sixth grade? I feel like you had to be like, 11 12 i turned 11 oh okay i think it is weird because you don't necessarily have like a lot of children or like people your age to crush on well but... no, that's my only thing like why clara like imagined a prince because like you also don't think of like print like a little prince you think of like a prince being like a ken doll a prince eric like that's what you imagine even when you're like a little kid all right i guess i guess not as problematic as i thought i don't know it was really funny though did you hear the people behind us they had a running commentary going i heard like various commentary i know like she cried for like the first part of it and then like i couldn't i was trying to not fully hear it but they got louder as i believe they drank more yeah but what was their commentary which part were you referencing oh no just like the whole part they had something to say about like every scene they were like oh like this was more dramatic last year like the ballet was closed last year <laughs> it was like maybe like i don't know maybe they went somewhere else or something mm -hmm. But I got scared because I saw some productions like practicing in masks. So if I'm going and all of these actors are in masks, I'm going to be so mad. Okay. I kind of wish that they had enforced Oh, masks no, I mean the dancers though. I'm talking about the dancers. Oh, okay. Like I saw mask dancers in masks. Like clear masks or surgical masks? Either or. Oh. Oh, you yeah, know, audiences should be in masks. If you're indoor, you should be masked. Mm -hmm. I was more referencing the dancers were in masks. Like that I would have not been okay with. Mm -hmm. And then in the gift shop, they had some of the most beautiful nutcrackers I've seen in a while and duck spices duck fat oh my god yeah the weirdest like pre-order menu for the snack bar intermission intermission ballet bar whatever we're gonna call it i'm looking to see if it's still on my phone oh no it closed okay yeah but they had spiced duck fat five spice duck fat in their caesar sweet salad. savory treats yeah caesar salad uh caprese sandwich yeah i was like who wants to eat any of those things at 8 p.m at night yeah no but overall 10 for 10 experience and our Roll seats were fantastic next. see so here's my thing about angela you picked out great seats the one thing i would say though is i feel like in this situation so we were in like the center front of the center middle of the orchestra mm -hmm. and i think if we had sat back a little farther it would have been darker i think the reason it was lighter is because of like we were out from under the second tier yeah yeah and i feel like that like it didn't ruin the experience but i was like can we turn more lights off i wonder if also they're just not making it as dark as they usually do so that way people feel more comfortable like if they need if they feel like they need to like move or something they don't have to like signal to an usher and like wait they can just get out sounds like a personal problem possibly just because i feel like at this point like any i hope everyone who's going to a theater is being very safe how's their vaccinations how's their masks or like negative covid test whatever you're requiring just meet those requirements and then just kind of know what you're getting into most theater spaces are pretty small and cramped in the seat area you are like sitting in very close proximity to everyone so keep like, your mask on mm -hmm. and like if you feel like you need to move like maybe like let the people near you know if you're like oh like i feel like i might get uncomfortable fair warning i don't know like fair example 
they weren't passing up programs this year, apparently, like to make it more COVID friendly, like reach if you wanted one. And so Angela went back to get our programs and I saw where our seats were. Mm-hmm. And there were three women to, like we needed to pass to get through. I waited for Angela to come back so they'd only have to get up once. Mm-hmm. It's the little things. Exactly. I think we should pro con con pro our pod miss so far. Okay. So I'll start with the pro, which is getting to see my family in person for the various holidays. I don't remember the last time we recorded. Oh, that was a fun day for me. The last time we recorded. Smash Room. Oh, yeah. My tooth and oh, the coffee God. festival. Yeah. Sorry, that wasn't the pro. I was just trying. Pro wasn't <laughs> that. That was more just to recall of the last time Angela and I recorded one of these. Set the scene. Had a rough few weeks, but we're getting better. But yes, I got to see my family in person for Thanksgiving mm-hmm. for Hanukkah. And if all goes well, I will be seeing people in person for Christmas this year. Something I didn't get to do at all last year. Woo-hoo. So thank you vaccines and vaccines alone and vaccinated people. That's the reason because my family and I have various health and science believing reasons to do this so we can see each other. Mm-hmm. So I think the first pro would be getting to actually spend the holidays with people in person. Like we didn't record a podcast in person until like what, May? Was it like the one when we did like It was oh, because it was once we were, like was that was like Yes, because it was once we were both vaccinated. Yeah, so half of our podcast was recorded remotely. Go us. Okay, yeah, so first pro, human connection. My first Podmas pro would be my time off. I've actually had time to go through, start our show notes, prep content for Podmas, and get us through so that way we can start afresh in 2022. So that's been really nice. It's been, like, I had about two and a half weeks off starting at Thanksgiving. So that's that's been absolutely amazing. I've been lounging a lot though, I do have to admit. Like a lot a lot of my Podmas prep and everything has happened in bed. First con of the season, Olivia Rodrigo sour tickets. The absolute mess that that was. It was just nuts. I think it was a combination of on her end wanting to make sure she could sell out, not necessarily knowing if she wanted to or was ready to do an arena tour. So as much as, and it could have been a marketing capitalist thing. I'm not putting that on an 18 year old to make that final decision, but that kind of on that side. But the thing that was sucky was on Ticketmaster's end. They only took off the availability for GA the night before. So you assume you didn't need to be a verified fan. And in at least some of the auditorium, she's only performing once in NorCal. And I went on the reseller site the other day. Tickets were originally $49.50. There were over 200 tickets for resale starting at $700 to $2,300. Various venues went up to $5,000. And it's just a thing of like for an artist who so many want to see, it's so unfortunate that people take advantage of this time of year to, to scalp. Well, it's like, I don't even think it's this time of year. I just think it's something that's been happening in general for a long time Mm -hmm. and there has to be some sort of accountability or recourse there because if you're just buying tickets to resell them and the whole point of going through the process of becoming a verified fan like doing all of that pre-prep that you need to do to get these tickets just for them to be collected by others and then resold for like 500% over their asking price that's not okay Mm -hmm. like there needs to be something in place so that the artist can like void the original ticket, refund it, and then be able to sell it for the actual retail going price. Because I know, I think Rihanna actually has done something like that in the past, where for one of her tours, she made all of her tickets $75, whether you were in the very front or all the way in the back, because she wanted everyone to have equal opportunity to be able to see her um, from wherever they wanted to. And so I think at some point she did start voiding tickets that were being upcharged. 
And that's why she is a billionaire. Seriously, And though. has the key to Barbados. Right? That's where she's from? Yes. Yes. And she may or may not be pregnant. We may not have... We may have a mini Rihanna on the way. Your first con. Okay. My first con would be trying to Christmas shop. Like inventory, going in stores. People refer back to our retail therapy something episode, Mm -hmm. episode two of be nice to service workers. Even since early November, I've seen people given cashiers and associates a piece of their mind that they do not deserve. And pharmacy workers. Yes. Oh my God. And when I was on the phone with you that one day when you were at Michael's and I could hear the woman in front of you yelling at the cashier, like... PSA, if somebody's AirPods are picking up your crudal conversation, not okay. Dial it back. But no, it's been kind of a mix. So online inventory has been a little hit or miss, but again, shipping, I don't blame any, I don't blame that on anyone. Like there are a lot of people at home. We're ordering so much more now than we ever were. Like our postal workers are seriously overwhelmed. So if you are a postal worker, whatever service you're working with, like thank you very much for what you do. Because I know like I've seen deliveries happening in my neighborhood at 10 p.m. at night. And like they're supposed to be, eight hour workers like granted they're getting great overtime and that's amazing especially at this time of year when overtime really isn't a thing for a lot of people that's fantastic but still like be conscious of other people's time because they have families too so you know what if it's gonna take an extra few days if one day or two day shipping is not available for you you need to wait the five to seven business days just take it be considerate of others but no it's been a mix of the online shopping some inventories low just like finding exactly what it is that I want is a little difficult, but then also when I went in stores, some of them are just so crowded, and then there are others, again, where there's just maybe not enough people, and again, I don't want to fault anyone for that, but it's just, it's made the Christmas shopping experience a little difficult, because I already have a lot of trouble shopping and picking out gifts for other people. Like, I actually found two memes that, like, seriously describe my Christmas shopping personality. Like, the first one is is where is it nobody me do you want your christmas present now three weeks early and then secondly i started i guess i don't know are these memes or tweets tweet memes questions of a boomer oh the second one is i start every year i start out with good intentions of buying gifts for my loved ones and then quickly backslide into buying things for myself so i seems to track seriously though so i've been thinking about it and it's like do i get overwhelmed in the process and then i just default to things that i would like i don't know Okay, what's your second con? I just feel like everyone is kind of so burnt out from the last two years. Like, I'm not feeling like holiday cheer and spirit. Like, hotels aren't decorating this year. Window displays aren't as much. It just feels like it's cold. It's definitely cold. Global warming. (laughs) But it just feels like a lot of things are trying to be the way they were before. Rather than, like, trying to figure out, like, new ways of doing things and experience Christmas and stuff... I feel like we're all just like, okay, like we can go back to the way we did things in like 2019 and have it be fun and have it be pretty. And then it's like, but like we aren't the same people that we were back then. So like figuring out ways to do new and interactive experiences is cool. Like I'm surprised places like the Museum of Ice Cream like aren't doing like some really cool experiences in some other places. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think that overall I've seen more than I did last year. And I feel like there are more people out trying to enjoy things, but there's just like things aren't open as long there aren't as many accessible locations like there are definitely things that you can find but it's just 
not really available to everyone. It seems to be very area specific. Yeah, I feel like everyone's just very cautious. Mm -hmm. I have seen some really amazing home decoration displays though, mm -hmm. and that makes me really happy. Like there's a, um, there's a place near where I live. It's called Christmas Tree Lane, and I'm going to be going there in a couple days. Oh, fun. Yeah, and I hope that they're going to do it, but usually they have hot chocolate carts, and they have Santas, and uh, usually they'll partner with a charity or two, and you can drop off toys to be delivered on Christmas Day to kids. Fun. So that's really nice. Are you going with your best friends? I am, yes. They kind of want to do a drive-thru, but I want to walk, so we'll have to see. They might have to drop me off and pick me up. What's your next con? Um, my next con would be starting a new job remotely. Welcome to, like, the planet. I know. It's, okay, I, I've onboarded people. I've onboarded plenty of people remotely in the past year and a half, but actually being the person onboarded remotely is lightly terrifying because I don't know what is like an issue on my end versus an issue on like the setup end. So I'm like totally afraid to ask some questions and I'm trying to figure it out, but hopefully by the end of today, it's all gonna be fixed. Yay! Last pro, Brene Brown came out with a new book called Atlas of the Heart. It really does look like a textbook. I'm looking around for it because I can't see it anymore. Oh, as if you listeners can see it. We'll have to do a J University episode. I don't know. Angela doesn't like Brene Brown. <laughs> I started one of her books and I was not... I don't want to say I wasn't impressed. I wasn't. Damn. <laughs> that's, 2022, that's, Angela, coming in strong. That's not the right sentiment. I just, I wasn't necessarily that intrigued. So I might have to try a different book and then see where I stand. Or maybe just listen to her podcast first. So mm -hmm. then I understand her a little more. Mm -hmm. She came out with a new book. I'm trying to like really like soak it in and take my way like reading through it because there's like a textbook. If you, I don't want to like, read it really fast. Like, oh shoot. Like it's so great. So basically this book breaks down 87 emotions or states or thoughts around emotions and just really breaks it down. And she talks about how like she got like thousands of participants and then brought psychologists in to help like categorize and break them up and really help kind of narrow it down and help us all get a language. Because I think the first example she gives in the book is about the difference between being stressed and being overwhelmed. And she worked in a, she was a bartender, kitchen staffer. Again, people we appreciate it and should be tipping very well during these times. Mm-hmm. She did that for years and she was saying when you'd go as a waiter go to or a person you go into the kitchen and say they had two phrases in the weeds and being blown when you were in the weeds it was kind of like hey I'm in the weeds can you go check on table two four and six these need some more bread these need some water like can you help with that mm -hmm. and so other people would help pick up your slot but if you said you were blown another waiter would go to the host get your tables and figure out what you do and you would go to the bathroom or go to the freezer or do something for 10 minutes of, and you would do nothing and she kind of explained the difference of like what you need in those situations and how often in language you hear things interchangeably like envious and jealous and anxiety and excitement are another two that present the same way in your body even though it's about the mental state of it and so why I think this book is so valuable and I encourage everyone to read it and to get it is because when we have the most universal ability to communicate what we're feeling to others not only do we know what we need we know what we need and we can communicate our needs better and same with other people because if Angela like I'm stressed and I'm trying to help her and like she just in Brene's terms is overwhelmed nothing I can do can help her and in that situation I can know just like okay back off or don't do anything or vice versa or when you're 
jealous or envious or any of the other emotions the way she breaks it down is so nice because it's helping all of us kind of come to a research-based universal language for our feelings which are really not taught like most people when you say what are your emotions they're like happy sad angry like going back mm -hmm. to inside out and there are so many more colors and shades that we experience and that we can relate to people on and connect with than we have been you're still focusing on the blown part, aren't you? No, I now once you said inside out, I started thinking of the bing bong audio that's trending that you... I totally thought was from inside out. All of that is very good, and I like that that is being presented. Points for Brene Brown in my book. Is there a but? No. Okay. No, just because I'm like, I'm not like completely sold on her, but I don't want to say like, oh yeah, like I think she's amazing because of that. I think that is amazing. I think it's just something that's really helpful all around because frankly, with anxiety class right now, I'm learning a bunch of new terms. Like what? So there's your type of anxiety, and then there's your anxiety language which is, so your type of anxiety is how it presents like within you, like perfectionism, the others that I can't think of right now because mine is perfectionism. And then there's how you translate your perfectionism, like how you physically speak it to others. It's like, do you notice key phrases that you're saying when your anxiety is triggered? And so it's like, can you recognize them and then work to pull yourself back to a grounded state? Huh. Mm -hmm. What's your last pro? My final pro is Christmas dinner. We are having tamales this year. As you guys know, we talked about it last year, was a little unsure of whether or not we were gonna have tamales, but this year it has been confirmed. We will be baking them. They will be available to everyone for Christmas. So I am super excited. Are you bringing me some this year? I can, yeah. It'll be interesting though, because it's a different aunt who's going to be making them. So I've never had her tamales before, but I'm sure they're gonna be really good. She's an amazing cook. Very nice. And to wrap up, since this will be our last episode, since this is a surprise before season two, anything to say as you finish your 27th, 28th, ro I'm so confused. My 28th rotation. As you're finishing your 28th rotation. Yes. I kind of miss 2020. Oh, get that freaking juju <laughs> away from me. Jeez, we'll go back to remote recording with attitudes like that. No, thank you. Okay, not as in I miss like height of the pandemic, we can't see each other, must stay six feet away from each other. None of that. I just, I miss all the downtime that I had. Sorry you had a glow up in 2021 and made <laughs> friends and got a boyfriend and started going out and seeing people again. Yes, I know. What was me? I We had this conversation on Thanksgiving. My cousins were like, wow, it must suck to be you because I was explaining to them how I felt like I didn't have enough time to myself. And they're like, but aren't you doing things that you really enjoy? Well, yeah. And they're like, oh, wow, sucks to have your life. This isn't a me invalidating Angela's feelings because her feelings are valid. It's more a thing of like everything added is like a choice and something she said she wanted in 2020. I know. And I got it. And now I'm like, whoa. What was I thinking? You were also trying to make more friends last night. You were emailing like the alum group trying to make more friends. I know it's true. I'm a masochist. What is going to be your 2022 motto, manifestation, source energy, goal, whatever you're going to go with? Relax and enjoy your life. It's so chuggy. It is. It's super chuggy, but I need to relax. Like I've been, we talked about this. I've been in my anxiety loop for like the past like two, three weeks now that I just haven't been able to pull myself out of. I feel like I'm three days away from cutting my own bangs. 
which is not a good place to be, but I know that I'm there, so I'm not going to cut my own bangs, if that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. So I need to relax because a lot of the things that currently are running around in my mind as the end of the world are not actually the end of the world, and they're not actually difficult things to do. But like Glennon Doyle says, we can do hard things. And a lot of things, because as someone who also has anxiety, are self-imposed. Like, mm-hmm. I can't do this because of this. It's like, but that's not a barrier. Exactly. You're, you're choosing that to be a barrier. That's Ex- very good. Yeah, so I just I just need to relax and I need to let myself enjoy things. Because just because I'm having fun doing something when I know that I've got like three other tasks that also need to be finished, like does not invalidate like the fun and enjoyment, happiness that I am currently experiencing. It's like I can let myself have that and then move on to the next things on my to-do list. So it was relax and what? Relax and enjoy your life. Just so when we get the tattoos we can make sure our sayings are correct. Oh yeah we can we can go to Michael's too get me one of those like slate boards like chalk chalk it for me. Mine is a lot shorter and has a lot of like different meanings to it (laughs) which are my 2022 goal kind of quote that I I thought of for myself is say less and do less. Mm -hmm. So first going with say less in the literal sense of I need to hold more opinions to myself. I need to talk less. I need to insert and interject myself less. Like I physically need to say less except on this podcast because I created this so I could say whatever I want. (laughs) And also in the Gen Z term, Angela, do you remember what it means? Let's go. Exactly. Do more. Say yes. Shonda, Shonda rhymes is yes to things. Just like say less. Like just like don't think. Just like say say less and do more and then also with my do less I need to be more conscious and aware and thoughtful with my time and what I am choosing to do what I'm choosing to stress over what I'm choosing is a barrier for me like oh well I want to do this which means I can't do this it's like or you don't really need to do either Mm -hmm. so do what you want to do and move on say less do less 2022 and on that note thank you for listening to this bonus holiday episode of in omnia paratus grab your coffee bowls and don't forget to rate down download and follow on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. As always, where you lead will follow. So head on over to at InomniaPod on Instagram and let us know what you'd like to hear about in the comments. And be sure to catch us in 2022 for our season two. And we'll post more about that on Instagram as well. Oh, the old, old greeting, kind and true. Compliments of the season. Sure, that. (laughs) 